Bilster! Banto! Banto! <laughs> that was about 20 seconds of quietness while I was dipping in that WhatsApp. Uh, let, me just, <laughs> let me just introduce you, mate. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman's Talk. We are here with the Banto Man, Billy, and we are talking mental health. We are talking life. And uh, yes, it's been a while. Uh, I, I know I've done a couple of intros about this because we've had technical issues, but here he is. How the devil are you, Billy? Oh, mate. I have been looking forward to this all bloody day. You wouldn't Love believe it. it. You Love wouldn't it. believe it, mate. I've been bigging it up for about six months. <laughs> uh, yeah, give or take. Give or take, give or mate. take, mate. Yeah, it's all right, mate. It's all right. Don't worry. I'm not. I, I can't. I can't throw stones in glass houses, mate. I'm bad Very enough true. myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So how you been then, buddy? Um, all good. Hang on, mate. Let me have a little slurp. Little slurp, mate. You've got to do it. I've got the, I've got the ice and the. I'm on, I'm on the healthy water though, mate. Oh, I'm on oh. dry January. You see. Oh, okay. Doing a bit uh, of dry January, mate. Statistically, throughout um, studies, January is probably the worst month to be doing dry January. I know January's in the title, but it's the worst month to be doing like a, a stint off the booze because it's just, it's so, uh, it's so bloody miserable, mate. I know. Um, and do you know what, mate? I mean, I, I've been, every time everybody said they're going to do like Jai January, Jai Dry January, that's a hell of a That's, easy, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> it's a fucking tongue twister, that, isn't it? Um, and what's the other one? Is it um, Stop Stoptober or something? Yeah, Stoptober. Yeah, and, and, and do you know what? Something member. And, yeah, wow. and, and, and to be honest, mate, every time people have said it, because I know my mate, you know, Kieran, obviously, uh, Kieran's does it all the time, like literally all the time. And I and I say to him, it's just oh, it's tosh. I'm not doing it. Um, and normally because of that exact thing, I like the drink. I have a, I don't drink excessively. I just enjoy it relaxing at the weekends. Um, it's just, I don't know. I just, because I felt a bit, I felt a bit rotund, mate. And I thought it might, it might kickstart the health kick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough, mate. I've been feeling a bit, um, I went and got my hair cut today and, nice. uh, and, the, and the bloke said, oh, you know, you enjoying your time off and that. And I said, I'll be honest with you, mate. So I'm sick of, of doing fuck all. Like yeah. when, I, when I have a bit of leave, mate, when I'm away from work, mate, I do, I literally do fuck all like as, as as minimum as i can do uh that's what I, that's what i do i don't do anything um yeah. you know that i don't need to and but i've got to a stage now where it's kind of like i said to my wife yesterday i said do you realize the only vegetables that we've eaten since uh i went on leave was at christmas dinner yeah that's it yeah unless you, unless you count a potato chips <laughs> yeah chips and and the slice of lemon that you get in a fucking cocktail. Yeah, or the slice of lemon in a corona. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A bit of cucumber in a gin. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's a, a strawberry in a cheeky cocktail. That's Ooh. it, mate. I, I, and do you know what? I had the same. My missus said. I said. She missus said to me the other day. I felt really sluggish, and I was I was eating a lot of bread and that. And she just said, "Have you been eating fruit or anything?" I went, "No." What do you mean eating fruit? It's it's Christmas. You eat chocolate and drink fruit cake. It's fruit cake, yeah. I've had raisins, yeah. Um, but no, she she said the same, mate. And I and but that was what the problem was. I just felt really heavy. I felt like a I felt like a loaf of bread, mate. If I'm honest, I just kind of went fuck it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna kick my kickstart it and just see what goes on, mate. Mm. Um, and, but it, it's it 
it's just about moderation, mate. It's just about moderation. Uh, and I, but I did notice when you do that, and you go into that, um, you know, real shit time at Christmas if you don't look after yourself because it brings you down, doesn't it? You don't realise. Oh, you're massively, yeah. Massive yeah. And alcohol. It, you ain't got the weather neither, mate. You know what I mean? You've got the short days. Yes. Yeah. Predominantly, it's bloody miserable uh, outside, raining. I know it certainly has been where I am. It's just been raining sideways fucking rain and wind and and horribleness you don't go outside you get no natural light yeah uh, majority of the times i'm walking the dog in the dark anyway with a torch yep. so i'm still not getting any bloody light uh you know what i mean you ain't getting your vitamins from all your your salads and your fruits and veggies because everything you're eating is you know it's slow cooked and roasted and what have you yeah yeah so yeah i mean you just you're not getting that natural stuff to to bring you up and as well um, you know, you're doing a bit of fears and stuff like that. I mean, I've been listening to the potties and I know you're getting out doing your walks with your dad now um, to do the distances that you're doing, but certainly I haven't done anything, mate. No running, no jogging, no swimming, no no anything, mate. No riding a bike or nothing. Yeah, but, and that's the problem. And, and we even just literally like talking about it now, talking about what we do at Christmas, how we completely shut down. So we stop our routine of life. We stop getting up early. We then go to bed at stupid o'clock in the morning. We wake up later. So our body, our REM sleep is out of cycle. We're not taking on any of the vitamins or minerals that we get from good food that we eat healthy with. Uh, it's just... And then you you top it with alcohol. You top it with fizzy drinks. You top it with whatever. And you Jeez. just cheese and you do nothing as well and you shut down and it's just yeah. you wonder why people go into january going fuck i, I can't cope <laughs> yeah. because yeah. you've spent and 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 let's be honest let's be honest with christmas we all start winding down now middle of november don't we so it's a, we it's a you know nobody's fully productive in november and december and it, and it, you when you mix all that into a, a little cocktail, mate, because we're in Christmas, you wonder why people in January struggle. And it is, uh, and and to talk about mental health, mate, it's it's one of the highest suicide uh, months. And that's you know you, you're not giving up, we're not even giving ourselves a head start on it, are we? What is January or December? No, January and December. Well, both both months because uh, uh, yeah. obviously you know you've got the build up to you know the the pressure on men. To, uh, and, and well, pressure on anybody really, but there's there is inherently a, a big pressure on men to um, it's with with families and loved ones, and you know also um, financial pressure. You know, there's there's just lots of pressures, and we all it, I think it just comes to a head in December, doesn't it? Well, so I was thinking about this the other day, and I and I had a, an analogy to a barbecue, right? So. Um, I think I told you about it before. So I, I went away this this Christmas for a few days uh, with the family. We got a lot of like, holiday home thing. Everyone came up and that. Now a couple of months back, uh, my wife said to me. Uh, in fact, it was my sister in law, and she said to me, "Do you need any help?" And I went, "What do you mean?" She went, uh, "Cooking Christmas dinner." And I went, "I'm sorry." She went, "Yeah, your wife said that you you're cooking Christmas dinner for everyone." Now. In my head, I thought the entire family were coming, like 25, 26 of them. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And she went, yeah, yeah. She said, she said you'd cook, cook Christmas dinner. And I went, oh, my God. Now, I don't mind cooking. You know, I'm, I'm a proficient cook. I know my way around the kitchen. Michelin star Miller, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, not quite. But, you know, to me, a Christmas dinner is just a bigger Sunday lunch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is, right? But yeah. for some people, this time of year, like the, the thought of cooking a Christmas dinner 
just absolutely overwhelms them. They can't get it right. They can't do. It just doesn't work for them. They're just so um, so challenged by it. So anyway, when I got told that, I went, "Oh, bloody hell!" And then I thought, "Look, it's just a few more people. Just double the portions. You've always got stuff left over anyway." Right, I'm going to cook a turkey and a ham, as I always do. And then, of course, I get the comebacks. Um, can we cook a vegetarian option? Uh, right. <laughs> um, we don't like turkey or ham. We want a chicken. It's like, look, there's 25 of us, so it's going to be either seven chickens or it's going to be a couple of big bloody chickens. You might as well get a turkey anyway. Yeah. But we don't really like ham. We normally have beef. Well, stay at home then. So I was like, I was like, oh, fuck it, here we go. Yeah. So anyway, I then look at the, uh, I thought, right, a couple of weeks out, I thought, right, Carl, best to have a quick look at this holiday home, make sure that it's got an oven at least big enough for what we're planning to do. Yeah. Anyway, it's one of them fucking argas, isn't it? You know, oh, the, the, uh, the they're fucking, a fucking beast. <laughs> oh my God, I've never cooked on them. I've never cooked on them. Uh, and I was like, oh, fuck, now I don't know what to do here. I was watching YouTube videos on how to cook on them, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the big day comes, right? The big, yeah. Well, I say the big day. We, we've left our house and we've gone to this, this house. We're first there. The woman that, who owns the holiday home, she's gone, right, come in. And I said, look, just fuck everything else, right? I says, I, can, I know bedrooms. I know living rooms. I know all that stuff. I says, but just tell me about this fucking arga. She went, there's your hot oven. There's your medium hot oven. There's your warming oven. These stoves are always on. They heat the water, they heat the heating, the, the oven's on, blah, blah. And if all else fails, these two ones here, they're electric ovens anyway. And I went, oh, thank God for that. Bonus. <laughs> yeah, bonus, right? So anyway, I'm going around about the houses here. So the my wife, she says, she says, throughout history, from when she was a little girl, they've always had uh, like baked ham sandwiches or roast ham, whatever it is, ham sandwiches on, on uh, Christmas Eve. Right. Yeah. I, I spoke to her dad last year about this. He said, "I've never heard of it. I never had ham sandwich." <laughs> Not what? Right. But apparently she's wearing a wool over your eyes. Yeah. Of course she is. Of course she is. So I bought this. I bought two hams, mate, and they were fucking big ones. We only end up cooking one anyway. The I put the put one in the night before. So Christmas Eve Eve, cooked it all night. Twelve hours, mate. No boiling. No nothing. Just straight in this like medium hot oven. It came out the next day, mate. Put the glaze on back in the hot oven for about another hour. Oh, mate, it was perfect. Was like, it? Even the, even the little kids, all the little kids that are running around, like elves, right, who don't eat anything apart from yeah. pasta and fish fingers, Yeah. they was like, oh, Uncle Billy, oh, can, can we have some more of that ham? That's the best ham I've ever tasted. And I'm sort of like, I'm sitting there chuffed. Do you know what I mean? The, the kids are even eating it. They're loving it. Right? That's a successful Christmas dinner, mate. Uh, well, this ain't even Christmas dinner. That's this like is Christmas, Christmas dinner. Eve, that's, that's the pre-dinner. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go, right, okay, no, it's better start getting my arse in gear. Now I'm drinking, blah, blah, blah. I said, right, okay, I've got, I've got to sort of turkey out. So I put the turkey in then, another 12. I'm I'm just, I'm guessing it, mate. There's no there's no instructions with this bloody oven. I'm putting it in like 12 hours before, right? And I take it out full of juice. Uh, it had slow cooked overnight. It was, oh, it was superb, right? Anyway, I've cooked it on like a bed of these... Um, roasted vegetables and out. I've took all them out and I've got the juice from the ham the day before, the juice from the turkey, yeah. that's all gone in a pot. I've blitzed up all these roasted up vegetables. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I've just... I'm salivating. Oh, mate, thickened it up a little bit of flour, right? Yeah. The, tur the turkey's come out. It's perfect. I'll pour it... And the, we're doing the dinner now. The gravy's come out. All the little kids running, running around. 
Uncle Billy, Uncle Billy, this is the most most fantastic gravy we've ever had before. They're pouring it on their their all of their dinner. They're they're dipping their crisps into it, mate. Do you know oh, what they yeah. I was like superb. Now, that's just me cooking two bits of meat, right, and making a bit of gravy. Yeah. Right? And and everyone everyone's going, Billy, oh, you've you've blown it out of the park, mate. You've absolutely nailed it. Right? And I'm like, thank you very much. Yeah. But behind the scenes, right, you've got my sister in law and the other one who's vegetarian, right? They're cooking nut roast. They're cooking nine different types of potatoes. They're cooking six different types of vegetables. They're cooking a vegetarian gravy or making a vegetarian gravy. They're making another gravy, just in case they don't want the turkey one. They've cooked three chickens, or one of them's cooked three chickens, right? Yeah. Um, the stuffing, the parsnips, the, all of this stuff's going on behind the scenes, it's right? It's a fucking banquet. <laughs> and, and I'm the one who gets the thanks for it. Not, not one bit was said to them. Apart really? From my, yeah, apart from from my, from my wife who said, oh, do you know, these veggies are absolutely, these, these potatoes are superb, superb like that. Everyone's yeah. thanking me because I've cooked a little bit of meat and it's exactly the same like a barbecue, mate. The wife I does the it. table, she does the, the, the drinks, she does the cocktails, she does the salads, the chips, all the sauces, the table's laid, the seats are put out, the invites yeah. have gone out, the music, yeah. everything like that. And all we do is mow the lawn and chuck a bit of meat on the grill. That's exactly what we do when we get and, everyone's and like we're the ones legends. that get the thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's great how we get that praise though. Mm. You, you're like, like you say, you hit the nail on the head. It's like they organise it. They tell when everyone to be round. They sort the kids out. They sort the juices, the drinks. They sort all the food out. They do pre-cooking and mm -hmm. they even put it on a plate for me and they go, there's the plate. All you've got to do is transfer it from the plate to the barbecue, from the barbecue yeah. to the plate, and then you go uh, a fresh plate because the other one would have had raw meat on it, just uh, health and safety. Uh, and yeah. then when it walked in, and, th and th that's it, and everyone goes, dinner's ready. Oh, Dad, you're amazing. Or yeah. hey, you're amazing. And you're like, yeah, I did a, I did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll be going around to Jim's barbecue again. It was superb. But they don't mention uh, your missus or any, you know, anyone no. else who's helped. No, they don't. They don't mention any of that stuff. It's just literally like, oh, mate, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, like I say, I was a bit worried about it. But do you know what? It all worked out fine. Good. We're all a little bit stressy, but there was something I did want to I, I did want to elaborate on because I was listening to one of the poddies earlier yep. when you were going on about the um, filter in the fish tank. Oh yes, yeah, that was a that's a that's a traumatic experience, mate. That hit home for me, mate, and I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you why. It's hard to explain to someone who kind of doesn't have these issues or whatever we want to call them. Um, yeah. What it's actually like, because when you look at it and you and you analyze it, you go, "What? This is pathetic. Why yeah. am I getting? Why am I getting so fucking upset on the on the verge of crying, of, of going mental on such a little insignificant thing? Yeah. That if it was if it was someone else's problem, you'd look at it and you'd go, "Hey, mate, what are you getting so upset for?" But when it's you, you're, you're in the middle of it, right? So you're going on about your filter and how it just fucking simple, simple job that just went yeah. fucking rogue, right? Yeah. And it just and it overwhelmed you. That happened to me on the day that we got to this uh, this holiday home, right? Okay. So, we've got there. We're the first of the family to get there. The woman who owns the house, she's already there, right? And we're walking. I told you about, about the thing. So, I'm, I'm not worried. She's told me how to use this this Arga oven. We've walked around the house. This is absolutely lovely. It's perfect. It's all decorated for Christmas. We don't have to do anything. Yep. Literally nothing, right? 
Um, and anyway, she goes, right, guys, are you happy? She says, any problems? I'm on the end of the phone. There's the, the like, you get an instruction book, don't you, when you go to one of these houses, it tells you where the fuse boards are. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the little safety spiel, yeah. yeah. She said, uh, she said, my number's in there, if you need me. She says, I don't think you will. And I said, I'll be honest with you, we ain't going to call you, because it's your Christmas as well. I said, so we'll be absolutely fine. Anyway, she drives off, off she goes. And my wife goes, right, let's get the stuff out of the car then. And I go, yeah, let's do it. Where's the keys? Where's the, where's the car keys? Now, bear in mind, this is a massive riot, six, seven bedroom mansion house. It's about to have 20 families descend on it, right? It's yep. untouched. It's untouched. It's perfect. Yep. So where are, the, where are my car keys? They can't be any. I've walked into two rooms, <laughs> yeah, kitchen yeah, yeah. and the hallway, right? And I go, where the fuck are these fucking keys? Uh, and my missus is going, well, where have you put them? And I'm like, well, if I knew that, then I'd be able to find them, wouldn't I? So yeah, I'm I'd go straight fucking there. <laughs> yeah, I'm checking my jacket. I'm checking her jacket. I'm in her handbag. I'm in my trouser pockets. I'm literally retracing my steps. I'm, I'm ripping Stripping apart. Off naked. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ripping apart the cushions on the sofa. I'm pulling them off <laughs> just in case it's, I've put it down on there. I've, I've opened the oven, mate, as if I'm going to put keys in the oven. <laughs> as if but I'm like, that. yeah, I'm like, well, I was near the oven, so I might have done that. Uh, I'm outside. I'm in the driveway. I'm going to the yeah. car. The car's open, and I think, oh, well, maybe I've left the keys in the car. Reminds me of them electronic start ones. Press the button, and it goes, no keys detected. Right, so it's not in the car. Yeah, these are definitely not in the car, and it's definitely not, not on you. <laughs> they're not on me. They're not in the boot. They're not. And, it, and mate, it was like the world had collapsed on me. Right, <laughs> and, and I know the feeling. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, because the keys for the car, even though the car's open, the roof box has got a separate lock which had all the bloody presents for all the kids in it. Right. right? And I'm like, well, what the, f where the fuck? And my memories, I think my memory's going a little bit anyway, but I was like, where have I put these keys? And, and I was like, I was shouting. I was getting annoyed. My missus is going, she's going, why are you getting so annoyed for? They'll turn up. And I'm like, but I don't, get, where have I fucking put them? It's, you're angry understand. with yourself. I'm so angry with myself, mate. Cause she's like, uh, you know, rolls her eyes and she goes, "Oh, you've lost them, have you? Lost them again?" And it's like, it's like everything's going to fail now because of yeah. me. Because yeah. Of it. Now, she's looking at it from the outside perspective because she knows she won't drive in, so it ain't her keys, right? Yep. And if anyone says, "Well, you know, why has Christmas failed?" She'll go, "Well, Billy, Billy's lost." Well, that's is what I'm thinking. Well, yeah. Billy's lost yeah, the keys. Is, you've gone the to work case scenario yeah. now, mate. The kids are not getting their presents. Yeah, Santa Claus yeah, ain't coming. Billy's yeah. a fucking... We're all losing our houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything's going fucking... You know, the car's going to just be there 10 years' time, rotting on yeah. their driveway. Yeah. And I'm going nuts, right? So anyway, I'm like, fucking hell. And she went... And my wife goes to me, well, look, I haven't got them. You haven't got them. There's only been one other person in this house. And I said, but why would she take them? Why would the woman take them? And she went, I don't know, but give them a call. So I phoned up. She's not answering. Phoned up the other number. No answer. So I'm still going nuts. I'm leaving voicemails. I'm texting, WhatsApping. I'm going around the house. I'm losing my mind, mate. Right? Wow. And, in it, and, and, in the, over, over, and how long is this? 25 minutes. That's right. But it, it already sounds like a lifetime. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going like nuts, right? And I'm just, I'm so miserable. And I'm sat there, I sat on a sofa and I just went, oh, I just, I'm going out of my mind. I'm going out of my mind. And she went, look, give that woman a call again. And I phoned her up. I said, and she answered this time. 
She said, hello. I said, oh, yeah, just um, taking over the house. I said, I know it sounds a bit of a, a random question. She's yeah. like, is it, is it about the Arga? I went, no, 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 no. I said, you didn't pick up my car keys off the side, did you? And she went, oh, Jesus, yeah, I've just looked at my passenger seat. There they are. I'll be back in a minute. Wow. She fucking picked them up. She picked them <laughs> up by mistake. That's yeah. something you didn't even expect, though. Uh, uh, and and then all was well in the world, and we had yeah. a great time. But but for that, for them few minutes, mate, the world yeah. collapsed because yeah. of a set of fucking keys. That mate, and it's just to empathy, the the anger that I felt when I was changing that filter, and I and I jammed it in with my own finger, my own doing. But I was just, but I was shouting at this fucking fish tank. Oh, literally yeah. full of fish screaming it going like why are you not fucking coming out yeah, yeah and, and yeah. i and i lifted up it, this is 70 liters of water i was that angry myself i lifted it off above you know above above waist level this full fucking fish tank and i carried it between my legs like um you know like strong men when they do the yeah, old when it, atlas balls the atlas balls because mine's yeah. a round fucking fish tank i carried that between my legs and then i lift went to lift up to the sink right and this is how crazy it got i went to lift up to the sink and i got to you know just about waist, waist height when you transition to the to the lift up to yeah. the push up rather than the lift which is a really hard thing to do and i'm not very fit at the moment so and i bet your hands are soaking wet at the minute yeah i'm soaking yeah. wet the fucking floor's wet because i've been traipsing through with water everywhere so i i literally to the point where i was like i went to say i shouted zoe i shouted my wife i said zoe where the fuck are you like she'd gone out and basically i was like really angry so i started blaming her i was like i in my head i'm going well i can't lift this on the sink because this is her fucking fault so what I then did is I shouted my daughter, who is like a, uh, she, she might as well be, she's just a skinny beanpole, mate. She's, she's 12 year old. And yeah. I was expecting her to lift up 70 liters of water with oh me. My oh God, my God, yeah. I thought to myself, no, come on, be sensible. So I did it. Anyway, got through the whole turmoil of it. And then my missus walked in. She'd been sat in her car. She was like, I heard you shouting, mate. I wasn't coming in. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but for that half an hour, 45 minutes, mate, I was fucking livid. Oh, it's horrible, mate, isn't it? And the, and your world just feels like collapsing on you. You just want to find a solution for that problem. Yeah. And you and can't. You can't. And and she even came in. She goes, like, why do you get so upset? I was I don't know. And it's that mental health thing, you know, that kind of, I don't know, you just, how you deal with stress, how you deal with whatever. Um, yeah. And I just, I couldn't even pinpoint it because, let's say, like I said in the podcast, my anger was that bad. I had to go to bed early. I was so exhausted. Because I had like, Yeah, it's not as if we wake up every day and go, do you know what? I'm just an angry bastard. And I'm going to be. <laughs> you don't want to be that fucking guy. Do you know what I mean? No, you you want to be the it. guy that's nice, the guy that can, uh, you know, that any any issues, any problems, anything like that, you can instantly solve. You know a way around it, blah, blah, blah. No dramas. But sometimes things just catch you out, man. They do. And it's and, and that's. It, it's when, you, when it does catch you out, you realise, fucking hell, James. You've got you you're, you've got problems, mate. Why are you so angry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's where we suppress so much as men. I think in general we suppress it all. And the problem is when it does come out, it comes out in a. I mean, I've seen the shock and fear. Not not fear as in like he's going to beat me up, but I've seen the shock in the in in my wife's face. Stood there going like, you know, why are you so fucking angry, James? How do you get that angry? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm sat there going, I, I don't know. She's like, but 
you just you're like a light switch mate it was like it wasn't going right you just fucking flipped off and i went yeah and then and now you're calm now you've put it to bed but there's a fucking whirlwind of fire behind you <laughs> yeah you go from you go from hero to zero yeah instantly. you do yeah instantly and it's and it, and, and it only takes that split second to depending on where you do it but to completely and utterly undo your character yeah and, and then people and I, assume and i was like that and people just assumed i was an angry person i'm like actually i'm i'm actually quite a an, an emotional chilled out person i've just mm. got this fucking ball of mental health mate that makes me a really makes me a different person yeah and and you don't want to be that person no you don't i you hate don't it I, no not at all i hate it i i and i and i see a lot of um I mean, I tell you, what, I I do see a lot of that. I do, when you actually speak to people, you and you analyze things. I, I tell you a little story actually, um, and, and it's sort of similar thing. Um, there was a bloke at work, and I witnessed him um, in work completely lose his shit um, at a woman. But it was almost like it was a completely different character. And when I when I pulled him aside and I spoke to him, and I just said, "Is everything okay? You know, make sure he was all well." After I'd made sure that the um, the, the, the lady was okay because she was the one that was getting shouted at. I was like, right, okay, take him away, pulled him away, and I look at it and I was like, what's up? And he goes, I don't know, just it came over me, mate. I got really upset about something. Yeah. Uh, and I lost my shit. And, and do you know what? He lost it over. He lost it over. He thought that this person was um, doing stuff behind his back to do with work. It was so trivial that you do, it's nothing you should even get angry about, but you could tell that there was something underlying. And he just said, do you know what, James, I'm going into Christmas. Um, it's going to be a lonely Christmas and I'm just not happy about it. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> and that's when you start unpicking the bigger story, don't you? Yeah, you do, mate. There's always, a, a, really, I kind of looked at this now. There's always a reason for something. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, initially, you know, it's our fight flight reaction and we go, oh, what a cunt. Yeah. What a fucking arsehole. Yeah. then you, you go... I think it was what you was, you said when you were in the Air Force, mate, and there's someone come in to do a spray job for you or asked you for a spray job and you said, mate, I just can't do it. I ain't got the time. And he went, that fucking... Uh, turns out, what was it? He was getting middle of a divorce. Oh, she was yeah, taken to yeah. the cleaners. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean? was, um, yeah, he came in and literally said to me, what had a job doing? And I was like, mate, I can't do that. I was like, I haven't got the time. It's not operational impact. And he, you know, and I had to go down the route because it was obviously, you know, you need to try and justify your reason. But he went fucking livid at me, like mm -hmm. literally batshit. And then when I went in to see his OC to go like, this is a, you know, this is a, a, a you know, a senior non-commissioned officer, mate. You shouldn't be acting like this. <laughs> yeah. uh, and basically he went, I need to tell you something. Um, you know, he's going through a very, very messy divorce. His wife had an affair. He's lost his children. He's lost his house. And I, he said, that's not an excuse, but this is our character. Uh, and, and then when I spoke to the guy and he, and he actually opened up to me, um, I got this thing. People seem to want to open up to me. I like it, but it is, you know, it's a bit weird sometimes. Yeah. But, but he, came, he said, mate, I'm, I'm really sorry. And he did come back. He came back. This is about three days afterwards. He came back to apologize. He said, I don't want to apologize because I could see I upset you. I was like, you just upset me, mate, because you were threatening me. And I'm not the type of person to flight. I'm more of a fight person. And I said, and that's not really what I want. It's not professional for anybody. So um, it was best I just walked away from the situation. Um, but yeah, he, he come back and said, yeah, I'm just having a really messy time. Um, and I don't know what to do about it. And in, in the end, he went off sick, but it just goes to show, doesn't it? it he was yeah. completely out of character. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a justified reason, but at the same time, 
you know, you have to understand because I don't think people on this planet to be arseholes. No, of course they're not, mate. I mean, you, get, you do get the odd people that are just out for their, themselves, but I don't yeah. think the majority of my people I've met, they're nice enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just sometimes get caught out by life, don't you? Mm-hmm. A little bit of a kick in the dick sometimes. And, uh, and it just takes that one person, doesn't it, to flick the switch and then there's nothing you can do about it. Well, um, sometimes it's not even just the person. It's just an event. Yeah. And it's like, the, the, you know, the quickest and easiest thing to do is just to go fucking nuts at the closest thing, which nine times out of ten happens to be a person. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it does, you, yeah. see, you see people, they're fucking, what's it called? They're banging in a nail or something. They hit their thumb and they fucking throw the, the, the hammer through the wall. You know yeah, I mean, of a drywall. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Well, I smashed the door, so I went out there, and I really, I needed to, I needed to do something destructive. I don't know why. I just needed to sh- get my anger out because I was shouting, and shouting wasn't doing anything because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't shout at anybody. And I was like, I was contemplating chucking this fish tank, and I thought, well, no, because there's fish in there. You, you need yeah. to be responsible. So, like, the anger was there was there was a little bit of forethought in the anger. It was rational anger, as I call it. And I was like, I was like, right, well, what can I do? So I went outdoors, and I just literally grabbed hold of the fucking wooden door, and I just slammed it shut, and it yeah. broke away a little bit because it's like ten years old. It broke away a little bit of the door. I instantly went straight in the shed. I took out a screw. I screwed the bit of wood back into the um, paneling and I yeah. looked at it and I felt satisfied. I went, okay, you can calm down now. You've done something. <laughs> and yeah. then I just, I just walked away and then I just calmly looked at it a different way. But yeah, you don't, you don't know how you're going to react, do you, sometimes? I've done it before. I was fucking hanging a picture, mate, right? And uh, there was this thing. It was called a does it. D-U-Z-Z-I-T. If anyone's going to about to purchase one of these, right? It was off the, one of the, you know, the, <laughs> this is the story. <laughs> yeah, if it was uh, it was off one of the, you know, the TV, com- uh, not commercials, you know, the shopping channels. Oh, the shopping channels. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. And it was, this, it was basically a fucking heat gun. And you got like a pack of like 30 of these hooks that they had a, a bit of glue gun glue on the back. And you could heat gun the fucking hook to the wall take the heat gun away it's stuck on the wall it could, i mean on the video mate it was holding up a human do you know what i mean it was, <laughs> it was holding up a fucking elephant <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it was like the best thing ever but then when they come to moving out so they didn't like that where the human was hanging they just got the, the does it <laughs> thing unglued it no marks on the wall right so i bought this fucking thing right and i remember i was fucking <laughs> i was hanging this fucking picture right and i've put this fucking does it on the wall and i went right okay that's exactly where i fucking want it right superb yeah. put this fucking picture up and i stood back you know how you do yeah and i was like yeah that is that's fucking perfect that and just as i watched it mate the fucking thing just the the pictures just fallen straight down right <laughs> that does it it's done his thing it's, it's it's stuck to the wall but it's ripped out a fucking six inch bit of fucking plaster off the Got wall half your fucking cement yeah, with it yeah the fucking the picture's fucking smashed on the fucking floor right the glass is shattered right yeah. and i've just gone you bastard and I've pulled the, the fucking does it, right? Because it's uh, it's not cordless. It's plugged in. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've pulled fucking plug socket out because that's come loose down <laughs> on the plaster. <laughs> right? And threw the fucking thing out the, out the garden and it's hit the fence, <laughs> smashed, right? Yeah. So in that little bit of anger, I've cut... Co- I've cost myself about 60 quid's worth of fucking graft. <laughs> yeah. I've got, a, <laughs> I've got a replaster <laughs> on the wall. 
I've got a plaster all around, get electrician in Sparky in because I've ripped out the fucking plug socket to refit that. And now yeah. I ain't got no does it. I've got like 30 of these hooks that I can't use for anything because the heat gun's fucking smashed in a thousand bits in the garden. <laughs> and the thing is, that's the anger, mate. That is yeah. It's like, did I ever, t- have I ever told you the story about the bath panel? Mm. Yeah, and you You're smashed right. it into a million bits, didn't you? I've done it, mate. it again. I, I, I took it out, mate. It was a really expensive bath panel. I couldn't get the angle right because I just didn't want to be interested. I took it out and I smashed seven shades of shit out of it. And I just walked in and I went to my missus, you need to buy another bath panel. <laughs> and that's all I said. <laughs> I just fucking walked off. She literally went, she said, I heard something. I went outside and there was just literally a panel, like bath panel fucking everywhere with hammer marks in it, bits of chipboard everywhere. And she went, yeah, okay then. <laughs> oh, mate. But you just, the thing is, I... I'm, I'm part of me is glad I'm I'm not unique. <laughs> that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. It's not not just me that's experienced this this pain. <laughs> I know, and the thing is, but but the gift of hindsight is always twenty twenty. And you know, the minute I saw that that fucking does it thing smash against the fucking wall, and I went, yeah, you bastard, you piece of shit. Anyway, and then I kind of looked again, and I went, actually, it's not it's not the thing that's that's the does it thing that's broken. It's the fact that I've put a picture up in exactly the same place as someone else has 10 times before me who's moved into the house who's decided who's decided to use fucking as the smart price fucking wall filler or toothpaste (laughs) Uh, yeah or toothpaste mate and that's what's fucking come off the wall not that does it so now like i say my picture's all smashed i've got to get it reglazed and i ain't got this does it thing to eventually when i do (laughs) did get fixed to use it again i was like for fuck's sake and you go why have i done it why have i just a burst of anger but you know, these things happen. No one got hurt. Um, That's the main thing, mate, is no yeah. one got hurt, you know. And I think that, you know, it's easy. Um, I will, you know, casting my mind back to, you know, when I, when the incident happened. That's the first time that incident has happened for a long time, which is, mm. I suppose, which is a good a good thing. It's not a regular. It used to be a regular occurrence. Um, I used to react like that to everything. Um, so for me, it was kind of, I suppose it was the unusual factor um, because I've been, I suppose, because I've been trying to look after my mental health. I've been trying to, you know, actively take control of it as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a, a moment, that was what I class as hopefully a momentary lapse. Um, and I did learn from it. I really did. And, and, I, and I remember speaking to my doctor and uh, a couple of weeks ago, and even he was like, you know, I can see you've still got a long way to go, mate. Um, you know, and things like that. He said, but ultimately, mate, you're winning. And then, and then I was like, that's it. And I, I've told him about some of the events and I've spoke about people. And it's like, yeah, but you were doing that on the regular, mate. You know, that was your life. Um, yeah. and, I think, and I think a lot of people do. And that's where you get a lot of, it, that just goes to show how easily your reputation, you know, can be, can be negative. Oh, yeah, mate. It, it could go, everyone, you're only judged by your last fuck up, mate. Yeah, you are. You, you and you really are. And I and I've, I've even spoke to you know spoke to the girls the other day, and they were like, right down as to as trivial as this. This is how I know how bad I was, and and I still can be to a degree. Um, but 
I, my daughters said to me, they were running out of data and I'm the controller of the data in terms of, um, makes me sound like I'm some sort of fucking, I'm some sort of like wizard or something, but I'm not. Um, You're the fat controller at Atomic the, Tank Engine, I'm but instead fucking, of trains, you've yeah. got modems and fucking oh, yeah, routers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got, so I'm the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm the little fucking fat controller, mate, just controlling their data and they'd run out of data and they were like, uh, on, and I'm the mobile app guy. So I said to them, oh, I'll gift you some data. But they didn't ask me directly. They went through my missus and they said, oh, can you ask dad to do this? Because we don't want to we don't want to get him to get angry. And I was like, I'm not going to get angry at that. But that's just how you're still. That's how I'm still perceived as oh, being man. somebody. So it's like it's almost like um, I think that's the biggest struggle is, is when you spend years and years with depression and, and anxiety or any mental health illness that's either undiagnosed or untreated. Um, and you spend years becoming this character that isn't really you. It's really, really hard to change change mindsets. Really hard. I don't doubt it, mate. I don't doubt it. You know, and even that's your family. That's my daughter's saying. And I'm like, I'm trying to not be that guy anymore, you know? Yeah, man. I was having a uh, chat the other day. So, you know, this... Um new laws been passed about the dogs these xl bullies oh the xl bullies yeah 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 and uh and we we're having a you know, my wife having a conversation about it and it's you know it's heartbreaking that uh you know the government are saying look we'll pay you 250 quid to get your dog put down or you or all you've got to do is you've got to fill in a form keep your dog when you take your dog out for a walk it's got to wear muzzle and stuff like that and there's people the owners are going yeah i'll take that 250 quid and they're going to get the dog put down. And it's so fucking sad, um, you know, that these dogs are, are getting put down. And I said to, to my wife, I said, look, is it a, a lot of the time behavior problems of the of animals and that are the owner's fault? Oh, the 100%. owner's just a fucking arsehole. I 100%. said, but I don't think the government would make such a, a radical move like this if, if there wasn't proper studies done for this specific breed. And maybe it's just in the dog's nature. And she well, said, you what, do you, she said what do you mean? I said, uh, she said, what do you mean? I said, well, look, there's loads of different pets and animals and stuff out there in the world, right? I said, but, and there's people that I know who keep spiders and, and snakes and all sorts of, you know, these things that are uh, literally designed to kill you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they go, they go, oh, God, I love it so much. And, and they've had it since there's a little tiny little baby snake, for example, a little, tiny baby snake, and they let it all crawl over a little. Crawl. But eventually, that snake's going to fucking bite you because it's in its nature. It's instinct, mate. The, yeah. the thing is, they're all. I get, like, I know why they've. Obviously, the, the government have done the £250 because that, they know that most of the people that own XL bullies are normally the fucking wide boy people that walk around, make it, you know, like, they're, they're not, they're normally with a criminal background. And I'm not, I'm not tarnishing that dog with those people, but that's, it, it was a, it was a status symbol, wasn't it? Mm. It was like, I'm, I've got a big fucking dog. Look at me, fucking, and they always had big fucking, like, anchor chains around their neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, and you look at it and go, that might not be the breed, but you're certainly portraying the breed like that. So mm-hmm. they they know by paying two hundred and fifty pound, they're gonna they're gonna cull um, un, in a really really horrible way. They're gonna cull a lot of dogs because people will take that two hundred and fifty quid, as you said. Yeah. The problem is, 
And we look at this, there has been loads of studies and there was, there's been some really, really severe, severe, unprovoked incidents with these dogs because they're not, they're, they're not, there's certain dogs like Malamutes, uh, not Malamutes, um, the, the Siberian Husky. They're not designed to be walking around the streets of fucking Wiltshire. Yeah. But you see them, but they're, they're, they're very close to being wolves. Yeah. They're used to really cold, um, you know, harsh environments living outside. And when they come in, they get bored. So they just start creating havoc. And that's the problem is all these dogs. And then uh, when you when you when you mix that with a shithead fucking owner that doesn't oh, yeah. look after the fucking dog, the dog is going to revert because you, you as soon as you corner a rat, mate, it bites you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, I, there was a woman in um, that was on the news uh, not so long ago. And she had a uh, not a is it boa? A python? Are they constrictors? They are, aren't they? Yeah, I think pythons yeah. are constrictors. Yeah. So she had a she had a python, and um, absolutely fucking huge it was, and she was stood there having was a laugh. Was this the one that wrapped her up, or was this the one that used to sleep with her kid? No, no, no. So there was there's oh. one that slept the kid, but this the one is the one that wrapped her up. She got it got out and just started constricting her, and they couldn't physically. And she was the she was the you could say the mum, but it wasn't. You know, as in like bred this snake. Right yep. from its fucking, you know, from like, you know, whatever, you know, six inches long to fucking 60 foot long. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then and it constricted her right in front of her boyfriend. Nothing he could do. Now, Nothing. that one, that, similar one that I just mentioned there, it was, there was one and it was, it'd been the family pet for like 10 years, right? This fucking beautiful, it was like an albino python, right? I mean, it yep. just was stunning. And then this, I think it was like a news course. Anyway, I'm, I'm watching this video and she's going, yeah, do you know what? He's such a great pet. Look, he loves just curling up with our little boy who's five or something like that. Curling up in bed, we let sleep. And there's a there's a an animal professional there going, listen, your that snake's not curling up because he loves him. The snake is is sizing him up yeah. every single night until the snake's big enough to fucking swallow him. Yep. That's what it's doing. It's not looking at him because he loves him. It's looking at him because he fucking wants to eat the fucking thing. It's a fucking but, predator. And, and he knows that if he fu- he's, he's he's curling round him and he and he goes, oh yeah, he's lovely. But he gets a bit of warmth from my kid. No, no, no. He, he's literally sizing himself up, going right. Okay, if I I can definitely crush this this thing now, but I wouldn't be able to swallow it. My jaw wouldn't dislocate enough to fucking get that that size in. So I'll just wait. Oh wait, this prey isn't going anywhere, and that's just the nature of the beast, mate. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, kid gets eaten or crushed, and they go, "Oh, it's an outrage! Kill it's the fucking, you kill, kill the, the fucking python. snake!" <laughs> yeah, they go, hey, what snakes doing? What snakes do, mate? Yeah, that, but the thing is, that's what that's it. They're all animals. You know, we're all we're you know we're we're inherently you know if you want to go down the I'm not going to go down the evolution route, but you know we've all got our own uh, natural instinct. You know, and animals are the same. And it's like the ones that keep tigers, don't they? And then they wonder why all of a sudden their fucking tiger turns on them. And you're mm-hmm. like, it's a fucking giant cat, mate, <laughs> with yeah. razor sharp claws that yeah. is used to ripping open a zebra, mate. <laughs> yeah. And just on that day, it just was a little bit more hungry. Yep. And it you just didn't fucking... feed it in time. Yeah. And it just went fuck, or it got got up a bit grumpy and went, I've had a fucking enough of you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Today you are fucking dinner. Today you are fucking chow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, 
well, a few things that I've been thinking about over the last few weeks. Sorry, Are you wrapping right. yourself up in a fucking quilt or something? No, I've just literally opened the garage door. Uh, I'm setting the garage on the Chesterfield. Oh. Um, I just thought I'd have a quick check of the door. Because I've got my headphones on, um, so I can't hear anything. And there was a couple of weeks back, I put a bloody chicken in the air fryer. Yeah. And I come in the garage and I had the headphones on. And funny enough, I was listening to a podcast. Yep. So you're partly to blame. Like, I'll uh, take it. <laughs> and anyway, I'm tidying up. I'm listening to podcasts. And, and then the next door neighbour, he runs in. He goes, he goes, oh, what, what the fuck's that? And I looked at him and I went, all right, mate. And I took my headphones off. The fire alarm's been going off for about fucking 10 minutes. Really? And I fucking went, fuck, because my dogs are in the house. I've gone, fuck, ran in. And the bloody air fryer, where it is, it just, with the... the Chicken had put out a bit of smoke and that to set off the fucking fire alarm and that. But I, oh, fucking, I was like, fuck's sake. So every now and again, if I've got the headphones on, I always have to have a little listen have a little, out. A little nosy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because fucking God forbid fucking anything ever happen, mate. Do you know what I mean? I know, but, mate. And we, and we do get a little bit blasé nowadays because you don't mm-hmm. hear as many fires, do you? But I did see a fire on, um, on Boxing Day, actually. It was in Salisbury in the morning from a pub. Um, and really? basically, they were cooking their Christmas dinners, or so not, you know, for for the, the midday lunch. Yeah. And um, it just sat alight, just lit. I don't know. I don't know this. It, I just seen it in the um, Salisbury Journal, but um, that was devastating. You know, literally to the point where, you know, I think my my daughter. This is the naivety of my daughter. She's you know she's quite young. My middle one, and she went. Well, that's a bit inconvenient. <laughs> and I went. Oh God. I'm not, I'm not really sure that they fucking woke up this morning and thought, let's burn the pub down, unless they wanted the insurance money. I don't know. (laughs) But it's just just the attitude of of my daughter. Oh, that's a bit inconvenient. How am I going to get home later on the bus if the fucking road's closed? I went, oh, God. I'm pretty sure that they're not bothered about the fucking road being closed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I was coming home from work probably about maybe six weeks ago. So it was coming up to Christmas. Yeah, and uh, and I went fucking out. I said that that fucking cloud's low. You know what I mean? I, that cloud is low and it's moving fast. Yeah. Well, it weren't. It was fucking someone's house was on fire, mate. Was it? Yeah, two streets over. Oof! I couldn't believe it, mate. Because I, I got out the car and I went fucking hell. Actually, there's like a big glow coming, but I couldn't see it directly because there was a couple of houses in the way. I went fucking hell. So someone's house on fire. So I fucking. Ran around the sorry for swearing so much. I ran around the corner, and you could see this big blaze coming out the back window. Um, and I, I started running towards it, but I could hear the the fire appliance had already tipped up and was was tackling the fire and what have you. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god, because you don't think of these things happening anymore, do you? No. And the thing is, mate, I, I'll be I'll say fire is still one of the most destructive things that I've, I've witnessed, you know, and I've gone in and I've seen videos, I've gone into places that have had, um, you know, that have had a fire in there, went into a block, we, we did a, an inspection and there was a fire from a microwave and the devastation, mate. It, it, with a flood, you, you might lose, you know, documents or something like that, but with fire, you lose everything, don't you? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's it, it, just it, terrible. And it's a poor, poor family, um, you know, they had to, well, couldn't stay in it. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Um, good, a bit of smoke, good. smoke inulation and what have you. But the uh, what had happened was, um, I think. Well, this is what I thought. I think happens what I heard. Bloody air straighteners were plugged in, but turned off. Turned yep. off at the wall. Turned off at the wall, and left on the side. Um, 
you know, as probably as probably a, a million of us do. I don't use air straighteners, but you know, women out there probably do on a daily basis, every day of the year. Yeah. Uh, and the little baby had come in and, and uh, switched the bloody switch on at the wall. Oh no way! Yeah. And the thing yeah. is, it 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 is more common than you believe than you, you realise. Yeah, you and know, of course, you, you know, even with the blanking plate on the on the uh, plug, that, you know, so the baby can't stick his fingers in, you can still press the buttons. Still press the buttons. So, yeah, bloody, oh, horrible, mate. Just horrible. And you, yeah, you think to yourself, you go, you question something, you go, God, I tell you what, does my house insurance cover all my possessions? Not and it sure. never does. Oh, of course it won't, mate. No, the, the mean, insurance companies will always find a way to, to screw you over. Yeah, they'll they'll find a way of not paying, mate. Yeah, it was um, it was like I was chatting to someone about I was chatting to someone today about um, about dog insurance, and they were saying because um, I obviously you know my my uh, little dog nearly died a few weeks a few months ago. Oh no, why? Oh, did I not tell you? Huh? Oh, so um, so uh, the little one, the little Shorky uh, buddy. Um, all of a sudden, I was I was a, I was on a site visit at the time, and um, I was about two and a half hour drive away. And um, basically, my message phoned me and said, um, uh, "Buddy's dying." And I went, uh, I, "I was in a fucking QM meeting at the time." And I said, "Hold on a minute, darling, I just need to get outside." I went outside and said, "What do you mean, fucking Buddy's dying?" She's like, "He's not moving. He's barely breathing. He's really fucking limp, um, and I can't get him to do anything." And I went. Okay, she says, um, I've got I've got to go to work in a bit. How, how far are you? Are you on your way back? I was like, I'm two and a half hours away, love. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. So oh she, God. so my daughter had to go in to work for her to cover hers because they worked together anyway, so it wasn't a big problem. And then took her to the vets, mate. And um, yeah, basically the the vet said to, um, there and then he was on the phone. I spoke to him on the phone because I was my missus was like you know they're like it got absolutely hysterical, uh, crying her eyes out, couldn't fucking talk. And I went, you know, I when you get so. an yeah, I, I I'm a little bit more. Um, I just want the facts because right. I because I, I don't deal with t emotions that you know I'm not a very emotional person at the best of times. So I, I kind of do the reserves. And I know that if there's got to be a call that's got to be made, I know I'm going to have to make it. So right. literally, I was like, so I let her and I just went, look, you're going to have to put me onto the fucking vet. So the vet phoned me up and basically the vet was like, um, I'll be honest with you, Mr. Little John. Um, he's got uh, what they thought he had was um, he, all his tongue was pale and everything. And basically they were, it, I think they said it was um, some sort of blood poisoning or some, some, oh, sort, of, some sort of infection. And basically they said to me, um, he was on the phone and he said, have you given him any like... Um, like is he eating any of your tablets or anything like that something with and he said something with a mushroom in it and i said oh I tiger's said, I mane lion's no, mane lion's mane i take lion's mane for my fucking mental health and i thought did i drop one of them on the floor and i and, I, and i'm pretty i'm 99.9 percent .9 sure i didn't but i was like well i do take lion's mane and the guy the, the base of the vet was like look we've got him in the back we're pumping him full of vitamins and everything all the stuff we can uh, and but basically um we'll know in the next hour if he's gonna live or die i was oh, like mate. i said well i'm still fucking at least an hour an hour and 15 away um i put the foot down a little bit so you know get home a bit quicker uh, managed to get across to him uh, and basically the vet said to me said um right we've done everything we can the, the bill was already at 600 pounds mm -hmm. um and they said to me we've done everything we can we're just going to monitor him 
overnight. I said, uh, do you want to leave him with us or do you want to take him? You know, oh, no, so leave him with us. And I said, all right, can I, I need to be the logical one here. Is, how much is that going to cost me? <laughs> I had to ask. And yeah. the guy was like, it's going to cost 750 pounds. And I went, what, total? Because I could do that. He was like, no, that's just for the overnight stay. And I said, what does he get for that? And he was like, well, you'll have a nurse on hand. So if anything does happen, and I said, right. I said, but you've got to still call a doctor in anyway. And they were like, yeah. I was like, but you've done everything you can for him now. I was like, no, I'll tell you what, I'm going to not take a chance, but I'd rather if some, something was going to happen, I did. I paid the 200 pound call out fee and he was at home with me and I didn't pay 700 pound unnecessarily because I won't sleep until I won't sleep all night. I'll stay up all night if I have to. Anyway, long story short, um, short story long, uh, came back the next day and basically he was like a different dog, mate. Um, what we'd done is the, the vet had said they'd done all these tests and stuff and they basically said that it was my wife's quick reactions. It was within an hour or so that, were the, that she found him and then took him to the vets that we had it dealt with. She said, he said, we genuinely thought he was going to die. And I was oh, like, my. he said, so I kind of like let you go off to look after him. I didn't expect you to come back the next day with good news. Oh, and I was like, so I was like, I came in the next day, obviously, uh, with the dog. He was still lethargic, going to be. And, the, and the, the guy said to me, it's like he'd been, um, it's, it's like he'd had a toxic poisoning. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. Then I've also found out that I've got a plant in the back garden so two things here. This is a double-edged sword I've learned. You know those little um, scent burners you put in where you put the wax, the wax melts in? Mm -hmm. They're poisonous to dogs. And uh -huh. I didn't realize that. And we've got one above their bed. So what the dog had been doing, the dog had been waking up in the morning, getting sick from this smell when we switch it on, going outside. And what do dogs do when they want to be sick? They eat grass, eat grass. don't they? Yeah. He couldn't find any grass because I shut the gate. So he'd been eating one of the plants. Well, one oh, of the plants, no. one of the plants on the fucking thing has got it's toxic to dogs. And <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, <laughs> I was sakes, like, mate. I was like, this is a fucking, I'm basically killing off my dogs. <laughs> so I was, I was in fuck it. So basically it cost me, I think total 700 pounds for, for what had happened. And basically to be told that, well, it was actually my own research because he said he'd eaten something. So I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to look at what he can eat. Where, where, what can, can he eat? Could it have been plastic? No. Cause he would have brought it up. Could it have been a toy? No. Could it have been a lion's mane? Quite possibly. Um, yeah. but I didn't want to rule it out. But what I did is I bought this plant just before. So it still had the, um, you know, the little stick with telling you what it was. Yeah. And I Googled it, mate. And I, it came up and it said, um, and it's basically it's not pet friendly. So keep out of reach of children and pets. I've got it fucking clocked in at the back gate, mate. He'd been eating it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. Oh, so, you hurt uh, to know, mate, but, you know, you probably ripped, I hope you ripped it out now. Oh, it's out, mate. It's out in the bin. Yeah. Launch that bastard. <laughs> yeah. And put a notice on the community page. Do not ever buy this fucking plant if you've got dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. Oh, it's so, good. Buddy's all right then, mate. Yeah, he is good, mate. Yeah, like you say, it's that little heart-wrenching moment, isn't it? Oh, I'm a wreck. I'm an absolute wreck when it comes to my dogs, mate. If they're, if they're slightest bit, even when, and this is what I hate, is when my wife says to me, oh, I think there's something wrong. Or she says, oh, have you seen this on the dog? And I, I'm instantly on immediate panic mode. Yeah. And I say, I say, look, what what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do that information? Blah, blah, blah. 
I said, look, if you, if you think the dog's sick or they sat around with the dog, I said, we need to get to the vets. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not a bloody vet. I can't help that. Because like the other day, little fudge, he, she goes, oh, can you come here? And I'm upstairs, so she didn't say it. She went, she went, can you come here? And I went, what? She went, I think there's something wrong with... And I, the minute she says that, mate, I'm running down the stairs like... Billy Big Steps. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm straight down the stairs. What, 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 what? She says, look, have you seen this on his on his paw? Look at his nail. It's really loose. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm, oh, I don't know what, what do you mean. What do you mean it's really loose? She's like, look, have a look at it. Now, I'm touching the, the his paw there. I'm touching the nails. I'm going, I'm going, well, no, he, he's... Because he's got uh, where we rescued him. He was uh, like a crate dog. So all his nails are also like bent in really weird positions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he never, because he was literally in a crate, never had any anything to stand on. So they're all like weird shapes anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but that's just his, that's just his feet. She's like, yeah, but that one's really loose. He's probably in a load of pain, mate. I lost it. And I went, I went, the fuck's thanks. I, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. I said, right, let, let's get on the phone to the vets now then. I said, but it, it's fine. It's just his, his claws are all over the place. She went, oh, I said, look, honestly, freaking me out here. <laughs> you need You're to freaking either, me out. <laughs> yeah, you need to either phone a vet or, or whatever. Because he he did he weren't yelping or anything like that. We're touching it, moving it around. It, it, no bother to him. So I said, oh for fuck's sake! But just yet again, that that instant panic mode I went into. Of right, oh my god, we, we've got to get him down the vets. It's going to cost X amount of money. But you know, I don't care how much it costs. It's just get them to the vets if they if they're not well. But um, yeah, similar thing, mate. Just oh, go into panic mode. It I'm just, well, I think it's also, I mean, it, I think because it's the last that we've obviously I've, I've had three other dogs and, and I've gone through the, the real shit time of um, unfortunately saying goodbye to all three of them. And oh. all three of them have come with their own unique challenges to the point where, you know, I think um, one of my dogs, um, I had to make the call. Basically, he was a he was a fit and healthy dog in terms of his um, his body. But his mind had completely gone. He had complete Alzheimer's. Oh. He was he completely blind. He, um, even the vet said, there's no quality of life when you're picking a dog up, putting him in the garden to go for a shit and a piss, but he's not just standing exactly where you leave him. Uh, and then you're picking him up and pulling him back in. So I had to make the call. I went, well, what do you recommend? And the, and the vet was like, look, you know, he's, he's hurting himself now. He's going blind. He kept getting older from his eyes. And, um, and basically, I just turned around and was like, okay, so I made the call. And then the other dog, my other little one, Scrappy. You there, mate? Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, my other little dog, Scrappy, he literally was sat there and he was, um, he was fine. And then all of a sudden, are you <laughs> a fucking, you're building a tent? <laughs> no, no, I'm just pouring a little drink out, mate. Is that really loud? It's really loud. Oh my god! Sorry, mate. I'm on the headset. Uh, oh, it's like it's, it's like it's literally unscrewing a bottle top. No, oh. <laughs> right. I don't know whether it's your. Have you got a jacket on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it rubbing against? Oh, it might the, be rubbing. Yeah, oh, the right. jacket's rubbing against it, mate. Ah, uh, right. Okay. It's all right, mate. Um, and the, yeah, so the third one, the second one, I had to do the same. He was basically, he just started pissing, mate. He literally emptied his bowels and, and that was him. He, he, he couldn't retain it and um, went down. And basically, bearing in mind, none of us are smokers in this house. And he, he had lung cancer. Don't even know oh, where it comes from. My. So the, the vet was like, basically, we can give him an injection um, once a week that will basically keep him alive for the week, but he'll have to have it every week. And I went, okay. 
is there anything like, is that a quick fix or is that a long-term fix? Or was she said, well, no, that's the fix. I went, so there's no life to him then. So she was like, well, no, not really. Um, you can spend, if you want, another two and a half thousand pounds to find out what's wrong with him. And I said, well, that save him. And she went, no. Uh, I went, so why am I going to spend two and a half grand for you to tell me something? She said, well, you might want closure. I said, well, that's not going to give me closure. That's just going to give me a bank fucking bill. So I, I again, I had to make the call. Um, it ripped me apart, but I had to be the person. And then my third one was exactly the same. He, he basically, well, actually, he was just, he just decided he was old age. Um, and I had to go down and make the call. So I think because I've been there three times, made three calls, it doesn't numb you because I don't think it ever numbs you. Um, but it, it does make you try and think of things a little bit more logically. Yeah, I'm dreading it, mate. I ain't got to that stage yet, but I am absolutely dreading it. It's gonna. It, it's not. It's not good, mate. It, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not. The the three dogs we had before were were beautiful dogs. You know, they absolutely loved them to bits, and that tore me apart. Um, I'm not looking forward to Casper, who's you know been such a instrumental part of my life, living with me for like seven years. Um, so you know, I, I I do know it's not going to be a good time. You just gotta. I think you just gotta mentally try and mentally prepare yourself, but nothing ever will, mate. You just nah. It, it, you, you know, you, it's, it's almost like I, I class dogs as a bit of a punishment. It's almost like if you believed in God, um, then you, you would class it as like God's put these dogs on earth to be a punishment to humans because we love them so much, but we only get such a short amount of time with them. Yeah. It's almost like, shit. you know, here you go. Have something that's going to be happy every day you walk through the door. He's going to love you unconditionally. Even if you hit that dog, wankers that do but if you do that dog will still love you unconditionally and we're going to put it on the earth for you know maximum 14 years and you know that it's just it's soul destroying mate mm. it makes you really and it sort of brings me around really to just really appreciating life and the quality of time because we're all like that really um you know and to draw it back onto a bit of mental health that's what we try and look after ourselves for don't we yeah, mate. You know, my, at work, it comes to lunchtime, and every day, a couple of lads come past, and say, you come to lunch? And I'm like, no, no, I, I go home for lunch. And they're like, why, why don't you ever come to lunch with us? And I'm like, the best part of my day is walking through my front door and my dog's just running up to the door, licking me, kissing me. I said, if I can get that two times a day, I'm doing it. Yep. I, don't, I don't care if I'm having a cup of soup because I've gone home. Because I, I love that. I just absolutely love walking through the door and them dogs are just so happy to see me. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's just a feeling you can't replicate. <laughs> yeah. Even when you're feeling like the shittest day, you've had the shittest day, even if you've, in fact, I don't think even a human being can pull you out of a bad day like a, like a, like a dog can. Nah. I really, I really don't, and 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 there may be people out there. I'm not a cat person, so I can't really focus on cats. But I would assume you'd probably get similar if you're a cat person. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really biased and say I don't think you do. Dogs are amazing. <laughs> yeah, agree. But it just, just to walk through that door, mate, and have a dog that no matter what, Casper sits there, and even when I don't want to walk, he knows what time it is. He knows where to sit by the door, and he's sat yeah. waiting for me. And I'm like, let's fucking go. Even if it's it's blowing a hoolie, I'm out there with him. Just like, we're going to do this together, you know? Mate, I, I, I swear they understand us. I, I swear that they can understand 
language as well because the amount of times you know we think we're being crafty and we say like we say oh should we uh w-a-l-k yeah or should we uh, and then you sort of raise your eyebrows look over and you go should we get our leads on or yeah you know anything like that and and they're not even in the same room no right but but we say it and and uh, straight in they're looking at us and and you're like how do you understand that sometimes you don't i don't even say anything I just look at me and says, I'll do like some symbols with my hand, like as if I know <laughs> <Yeah>. sign language. <laughs> a little bit of sign language. Yeah. And they're off the sofa. They're, they're straight out, you know what I mean? Looking up at you and you're like, how do you know? They just know. Oh, Ola Lightbright. How's it going? Um, yeah, they do. They, they, they literally, I think it's they pick up on little symbols. Like I can, I can mouth walkies. <laughs> and they look yeah. at you and, and they, they just look at you and go, he's fucking saying it. Say yeah. it louder. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like when you go, <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> and they just fucking piss their knickers. And it's like just that feeling you get, mate, from having an animal. Just the boost in serotonin, the boost in dopamine. Um, just absolutely incredible feeling to be to have an animal to give you that unconditional love. Do you think animals uh, help with uh, mental health issues, mate? absolutely 110 million percent is what i can say i got my dog i got casper when i first had my car crash and i couldn't basically couldn't fucking hardly walk i was literally i was i was in a manic depression i i was in bed all fucking day and the only time i got out of bed was literally just to go to the toilet and i did that for months and then we got the dog and um i i Got myself out of bed because I knew he had to be a he had to go for a good walk because he was a German Shepherd young and I was like I've got to fucking walk this guy so I used to I remember getting in the hire car because I had a hire car because it was from the or a courtesy car and I just I just remember going over to Salisbury Plain mate letting my dog off and the only thing I did in that whole fucking day was that walk that's when I realised I I was really in a like a deep deep depression. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, what's it? Um, and basically, it's your it's your jacket, mate, isn't it? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm, I'm moving it right. Let me take the jacket off because right, I'm taking the hat off. I'm taking the hat off because I think that was rubbing against it. Right, here we go. Jacket's off now. Right, if I move my head around like that, can you still hear? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear you sound, mate. <laughs> oh, right, okay. right, that fucking. Though, yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah, and I will say it absolutely. It got. It got me up, out and about, and it's. I, I would say, I, I, it sounds dramatic, but it literally saved my life. If I didn't have that dog, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't, you know, um, get out and about. And I'm just looking at Lightbright here, saying the same. You know, it, um, I was also in a bad car crash, crashed the lower body. I was in a wheelchair. Sorry to hear that for nine months, and had to learn how to walk again. Wow. Um, so you can relate, absolutely relate. And we'd like to say, we, you know, we're talking about the car crashes and, and mental health. And, and like I said, I think dogs are, um, well, it saved my life. And I, and I know that I know for a fact you've got two beautiful dogs and I know for a fact that they perk you up as well. I know they do because oh, yeah. just that love you get love that it's unconditional. Even if you're having an argument with your partner or an argument with somebody or whatever, um, just to walk in. I go in at dinner time now, and that's one of the beauties of working from home at the moment, is I walk in at dinner like I did today, and I led on the sofa, and I got three dogs just literally bounced on me like, 
what you're doing in here at dinner time. And it's ju it just perks you up. It's just an amazing feeling. Um, Sometimes and, I think they stop an argument as well, mate. Like, oh, for, for yeah, for definitely. Instance, the amount of times I've, I've sort of walked out, I've gone, what the bloody hell's going on? You know, something's gone wrong. What the bloody hell's going on here? And, she, and my missus will look at me, she's like, don't you shout because you're scaring the dogs. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. And I, and I apologise to the dogs. Sorry, yeah, sorry. but sorry, you do though, and they look up at you. It's like if I have an argue, if I'm a, got an argument in the house, or even just if I raise my voice in the house, this is how bad it gets. Casper will go and get a toy because he said uh, he's like, I've got a toy for you. Let me distract you. Let's play oh. some ball. And he does oh. it every single fucking time. And I'm and and that's his way of saying, I know how to distract you. Let's get you away from the situation. And and I've spent, like I said, I've had him what almost twelve years now. Um, and I've literally had him since, you know, every single day. I lived with him seven years. Seven years he lived with me on my own, um, uh, you know, when I lived up in Odium. And he yeah. literally, he saved my life, mate, without a shadow of a doubt. Even when I felt like I didn't want to be here anymore, I felt fucking my lowest of lows. I just used to look across the room and see his fucking little beady eye, mate, looking at me and go... And bearing in mind, I got kids, you know, and, but he was the immediate attention thing. He was the immediate person that said to me, don't be silly. And it's almost like he, I, I, it sounds really like, I mean, it's going to sound a bit sort of a cliche, you know, but whenever I felt like that, he used to jump on the bed and just sit and cuddle me. And then I'd wake up in the morning and he'd be back in his bed. And it was almost like he was like comforting me, I suppose. They know, man. They know exactly what's going on. I'm just going to open up the garage here. And, uh... Yeah, it's all right. They bloody know, mate. They absolutely know everything that's going on without even you even realising it yourself, I don't think. Yeah, well, they, they pick up on your mood, don't they? They pick up... I'm sure they pick up on, like, vibrations or something because it's like, even when you're a bit sad... If I'm, if I'm a little bit upset, you can see he'll come and put his fucking head on my, on my knee or something and, and just look at me and he'll just, you just stroke him and it's like, oh, Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's Absolutely. almost as if they know that that that, that is going to help you by you know, and and they do. They they have don't they have these emotional support dogs now? Yeah, sure they do, mate. They've got every type of dog, mate. I'm sure. I'm sure there's an emotional support dog that they can use, which you use in mental health, and you basically take it out for the day, uh, and and it's just like an emo and, and I, they're amazing. They're 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 literally incredible. You know that it's it's. It, like I said, it saved me. Um, he saves me every morning. I've got a routine where I get up every day and it's the same routine. We go out for a walk and, you know, come back in, feed him. And it's just a really nice, it's, it's, it's a real, real true relationship, I suppose. There's dogs out there. I know I, I saw a program on it, but there's dogs out there that um, if someone's having night terrors, for instance, the, yeah. dog, the dog knows that they're having night terrors and they, the dog wakes up the, the person. And because wow. the dog, and because the dog's there, the person, you know, let's say someone lives on their own, for instance, uh, you know, the person instantly knows that the dog's there, and and it's you know it's a comfort thing. But the dog yeah. realizes when something's wrong, and it wakes them up, so they're not having they're going through the night terrors and that. Well, they've got them for um, don't they have them for diabetes as well? Now they can smell if you're low on sugar levels. Bloody hell. I'm I'm pretty I'm ninety nine point nine percent recurring sure that I read somewhere that they got a dog now that can detect and there's a dog as well I think that can smell certain types of cancer. Wouldn't surprise me, mate. 
Now I'll do I'll, I'll do a little bit of research and talk about it on the next podcast if if it's true. But I'm pretty sure without knowing my facts. But that just shows you how amazing dogs are. It really yeah, does. And like I say, you know, it mental mental health booster is is without a shadow of a doubt. I reckon anybody that's got a mental health um, condition um, or even you know they because some people suffer from manic depression. Uh, I know for a fact that you know just talking like say Lightbright, you know, um, they'll. they'll PTSD, I've got that permanently for the rest of my life. So it's not something that's going to go away from the car crashes. It's just something that's there. And I recommend anybody having a dog to help you. I really do. Obviously, yeah. if you can afford it and, you know, you've got the right environment for it, they're all caveats, obviously. Don't go and buy a dog if you live in the upper floor flat <laughs> and, you're, mm. and you're on £12 a week. Don't do it. Um, you know, but if you, if you can afford a dog and, you know, and you, you live in the right environment for it, it is invaluable to your mental health. They just they bring you love and smiles, mate. I'm just reading like Bright's messages there, and um, it's still online. But I'm just reading that terrible car crash, and I had to walk again. Did you, um, if you are still online, did you find that the fact that you got a dog, it maybe inspired you to want to take dog out for a walk, like and you go for it? Did it? Did it? Do you think it made you not just mentally uh, help, but also spurred you on to become physically um, better, quicker, maybe. I don't know. If you, if you are still on, that would be, that'd be nice to know. Yeah, it's a good point, though, isn't it? Especially, um, you know, if, if they're learning to walk and you know you've got rehabilitation periods, we've been through those um, really rehabilitation, you know, if you've been marching for too long, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it is. You, it, it's probably an easy way of getting you back out and about. But um, also, I think, a fun way, do you think? Oh, here we go. She said, uh, I do understand what you mean. And my answer to your question is yes. I have three dogs. I enjoy walking them. Many times I wouldn't go for a walk at all if I didn't have dogs. So there you go, there mate. You go. There you go. So that's, that's a great answer. And that just goes to show that. Um, and how long ago was your car crash, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, thanks Quite for that answer. Like, yeah, right. and thank you for the answer. Yeah, I really appreciate that. The, um, we'll wait for, uh, Wait for like right to answer, but mate, I just, uh, I just, I don't think you can beat them, mate. I mean, like you say, it's just the saddest thing, is that they don't, they don't, they're not with you your whole life. I you know, know? and that's seven years ago. Seven years ago, yeah. So that was like, yeah, mine was about fourteen, so quite a long time ago. Um, but seven years, and and how long did it take you to recover? Then is it? Is, you said I know you said nine months, um, and learned how to almost nine months in a wheelchair. I mean, I suppose you're tough probably, time. it's a tough time. Yeah. I suppose you're probably still going for rehabilitation and probably, I mean, you know, maybe assuming, but um, still suffering some of the ailments if you've had a crushed lower body. Definitely. That sounds horrific, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I broke both my head and my right femur in my right ankle. They inserted a right against my right femur and four screws. Oh, your hips. And they put metal uh, cans in my left hip because they couldn't manipulate it to put it back together. Wow. Sorry, not head. Yeah. Oh, and your hip. Broke both my hip and my right femur. Wow. Right femur, that's a horrendous bone to break. That's like the strongest bone in the body. <laughs> bleed out, mate, when you break that. You bleed you out when treated. you break that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you do. Metal pins. I mean, and I know that metal pins in this time of year, it, um, I don't know where you're from, but it, cold times, metal pins just add pain, don't they? And they're all constantly swelling and, um, you know, because metal obviously contracts and uh, retracts, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I know that people say they can feel the pain when it, when it contracts. 
um, as the metal gets bigger. So, but yeah, um, absolutely agree. And and we've hit the nail on the head by saying that you know the library wouldn't even get out if uh, she didn't have dogs. Well, he didn't have dogs. Sorry, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm assuming your gender. Here. Sorry. Never assume, mate. Never, never assume, assume gender. Never, never misgender. Gender. Never misgender. Um, but yeah, I mean that's crazy, and, uh, and very similar to me as well in ter- terms of that. So it's an interesting uh, to get a, a very similar um, mindset. But oh, here we go. I was in hospital for two months, and physical therapy is a lifelong thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. I I kind of I kind of assumed physical therapy would be a long. Um, I, I like I say I'm, I'm ten years. I've been doing therapy. Um, you know, mental and physical therapy, and it's still you still endure the pain, bad backs. It's just not it's not good, is it, mate? Nah, mate, it's definitely not good. And I I do a little analogy with you know with these horrific horrific injuries, and, and like you say, it's lifelong therapy. But it's uh, it, it's not even like it at all. But you know, you've got to keep doing it probably forever more because otherwise you'll seize up very much like you know when you do a long car journey. And you get out and you're like, you've only been in there a couple of hours, but you get out and you're like, oh my God, and you have to stretch off and you have to almost bloody like learn to move your legs again because they've just been in that position for a few hours. And that's a bit like physical therapy. You've got to keep stimulating those bits of the body that you wouldn't necessarily use on a daily basis just to keep it all going. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think to be honest, mate, you've, you're a, a similar thing. Is it in aircraft when they get deep, deep vein thumb, thrombosis? You can be on a you know a fourteen hour plane ride and that's it. Your fucking legs, you you trap your legs and you can't feel them anymore. Oh, um, very similar thing. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if I'm honest, if anybody has suffered, my my advice and this is my advice to me as well. Really, this is what I tell myself. But if you've had an injury, a significant injury like 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 Bright, like um, you know, we we I don't know if you had any injuries. Me? Yeah. Dislocated. Both my shoulders, yeah. Uh, but apart from, oh, I broke my ribs, but nothing like nothing considerably life changing. Other than I can't do a skydive anymore because my my shoulder joints don't go that way. You know when you do uh, a AD skydive thing, what you so that that tunnel thing that you done the other day, yeah, they not, did ask not you, a chance. Yeah, yeah not a chance. Yeah, they say no. um, they say at the start if you've um, have you ever dislocated, dislocated your um, shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally say, you say, no, nah, no, nah, it wasn't for me, <laughs> but they, you know, and, um, I think that it's, if you've had any sort of trauma, I think, um, a lot of us, which is, it was interesting. Actually, I was told by my therapist that I would be my therapist when I first, you know, the insurance therapist, mm-hmm. they said, um, that, you know, you'd be recovered in six months. It says it on my thing. And I think I was, six months, mate, it's been 14 years and I'm still in the same fucking state of mind. <laughs> so it's kind of, mm-hmm. I think once you've had a trauma, either a big injury or a mental injury, I think you're silly not to go for the rest of your life either doing some sort of physical therapy or mental therapy or either or, e- or even both of them if you've had something that's attacked both of them at the same time do you think um you think though at the time of the injury if the if the doctors had turned around and gone to you and went hey mate listen uh that's you screwed for the rest of your life i think you might have had a different outlook there and then and maybe not saying that you would have, but just give up and gone, oh, fuck, listen, I don't, I don't want to be yeah, yeah, no, no. fucking doing that. So by them saying, hey, listen, six months' time, you're going to be good as new. It may have spurred you on. Uh, and, and do you know what, mate? That is a very positive way of looking at it. And that is, I suppose, depending on your mindset, you could look at that as, oh, the wankers told me I'm going to be fit in six months and I'm not. 
However, he could turn around and say, well, if I'd have told you, like you said, that you've got six months and you'll be fucked, you're never going to walk again, yeah. you're, 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 you're going to give up. You're going to go, well, fuck it. I'm just going to just give up for six months then. Yeah, might as well Whereas, just not do anything. Whereas he, he's happy for me to be, he's probably happy for me to be angry with him because I'm never going to see him again and just go, but actually that was 14 years ago, James, and you're now talking on a mental health podcast 14 years later and you're still yeah, here right. and you're still changing your mindset and you're still doing physical therapy. You're still doing mental therapy. So what, what has he done wrong? He's not done anything wrong. This is what no. we need to do to survive. He's and you know your, your, your limitations as well, mate. You know, like, like Brett saying there, look, she's, terrified of falling oh, no yeah, ice skating wow. or roller skating listen that's not a, that's not the worst thing in the world i suppose i mean no. you can't <laughs> cut around on roller blades and what have you but you know that if the chance come up and someone said hey you fancy coming uh do a bit of uh down the skate park you'll just be like tell you what i'll uh, no nah, i'll come down and i'll sit and watch but i'll I sit and watch yeah yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, and, and again, that, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, mate. It's knowing your limitations. And like, like Bright said here, terrified of falling, uh, bust a hip and snap the femur. I'm sure I would be. And you know that you can regress. And obviously, knows the limitation, no ice skating, no roller skating for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like me. I don't go to the gym anymore and lift stupid fucking heavy weights. I want to. My mental state wants to. But I know that my body can't do it. People don't understand this with... Um with skiing, right? So that's how, uh, well, that's how I busted one of my shoulders was skiing and I popped both of them out while skiing on numerous trips, right? And when yeah. I, and people go, oh, do you want to go skiing? And I go, no, no, you're right. And they go, but you love skiing. And I'm like, what are you on about? What makes you think I love skiing? Well, you're always on the, on the ski trips. And I'm like, yeah, because it's, it's an opportunity, but I am petrified every single day. I'll go out on them slopes because I, there's only been one, maybe one maybe two skiing trips that i've done with work that i haven't either hospitalized myself or or seriously injured myself so really? i oh mate yeah i am petrified maybe, mate maybe you should give up fucking skiing mate this is the thing but everyone goes ah you know what it's like mate in in the mob it's like oh, yeah we, you know if, if we need you to come along because you've got we want you to do this thing and we want you to do that thing and, and, and it's oh, cheap you know, and it's subsidized. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we ain't getting the numbers. Any chance you can come along, do the numbers. Blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fucking yeah, right. And then you go out there and then you go, I'm going to have a fucking good time. And then you break a fucking hip or a wrist mate, or, a, yeah, or a neck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. look at Michael, look at Michael Schumacher, mate. Fittest guy in the world, you know, a Formula One fucking racer, went skiing on his off season Never fucking, never ever fucking walked again. Has never oh, walked again. Mate. He's yeah, been in that? his bed, veg, in a, in a vegetable state. I, I don't know if you can say that. I don't know what the state is anymore. But he's not been. He's not with us anymore. He's on a life support machine and has been. And they've all of their millions of pounds of savings completely gone on his care. But he's never going to walk again. And all he did nah. was went. He went down a fucking mountain skiing. Well, mate, listen. If, if you know, if we try and look at the, the whole glasses half full thing, look, it's terrible for Schumacher and his family and what have you. But the good thing to come out of it is the fact that when I when I go skiing now, I don't. I, I very rarely see anyone that ain't wearing a helmet. Exactly, mate. That is the when, thing. Yeah. When I first started skiing, mate, it, it was all about bobble hats. Just yeah. Get, just get your bloody bobble hat on, mate. You'll be just absolutely fine. Just get a bobble hat on and fuck off down the slope. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Get the thing down is, that double black diamond and, uh, you know, just <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes and smile, mate. And you wonder yeah. why at the end you're in a fucking snap state, mate. <laughs> yeah, what's this? Sometimes my body hurts so bad and I wake up moaning pain. Some days I still use my assistant. Sock assistant. Oh, fucking hell. What's and a sock assistant? A sock, I th I've seen them. You basically put your sock through the thing, through this, like, um, it's like a... I'm trying to oh, describe I know what it. it is. I know what it is. It's, you know when you get a tuba grip on your arm? If yeah, you like a tuba grip, yeah. mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I think yeah. I know what one of them is, yeah. And to be yeah. fair, mate, there's, uh, I still, some, there's some days, mate, I still literally, I'm on the fucking bed, and I, I say to my missus, you're going to have to put my sock on. And she's like, what? I'm like, I, I physically cannot bend over to put my socks on. It's embarrassing, mate. I'm fucking 42. <laughs> do you know well, I mean? mate, do you know what these things happen, mate? It's my brother-in-law, he had a car accident. Uh, I told you about it. Uh, it's yeah, come up yeah. two years now. And and he still bloody wants to do everything. Because it's in, it's in your bloody nature that you want to, I don't know, you want to pick up your kids and you want to do this and you want to do that. And, you know, his bloody pride gets in the way sometimes. I go... Like for instance, on uh, Christmas there, I said, Look, I'll get your bags out the car. He went, No, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm like, Mate, I'm, I'm, it's nothing, it's no skin off my nose. I'll, I'll lift your bloody bag, I'll take them up the stairs for you. He's like, No, no, I've got them. I'm like, I tell you what, just you take this one and I'll take this one. Like, and I'm choosing the heavier one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. and try and help him out a little bit. But yeah, man, it's fucking tough. Mate, I know, get it. I, I get it through, the, I get it through town. My missus will say to me, She'll be carrying the bags, mate. And she's like, I'm like, give me a bag because I feel like, what are you doing? You can't walk around town with the bags. Makes me look like I'm a lazy prick. She's like, mm. no, I know that you can't fucking because as soon as it pulls down one side, I've got to have a real good counterweight, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it yeah. just, it just, and it is. It, my missus says to me, like, how do you fucking wake up every day and, and not be angry? And I'm like, oh, I do. I wake up every day. Um, I'm probably at a six on a good day. And that's well, not even. It goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the show, mate when people judge and you go look there's yeah someone's a backstory behind it so for instance you and zoe walk through town she's got all the bags and you're carrying fuck all and, it, and there's people probably straight instantly judging going chauvinist or, or well it wouldn't yeah. be chauvinist would it, it no, you know no, where you know he's what i mean the opposite gaplighter he's fucking narcissist mate <laughs> or, or yeah look, look at him bloody treating her like that he should be carrying it and being like the example yeah but there's a there's a, a reason why you've said give me the bags i'll take them and so i has gone no because i know your back's going to be in absolute bits if you carry these yeah you know and, that's, and, and that's and that's and that like like you said it's judging a book by its cover mate and it, you know you walk around with a smile on your face People assume you're okay. Oh, James is always happy. All right. You haven't seen me fucking 99% of the other time, you know, mm. and, and, and we don't all walk around happy. And I do wake, you know, we do, I do wake up fucking angry at my body being, you know, I'm sat there in the morning after a rested sleep in a mattress that's cost me two and a half fucking grand because I wanted the best orthopedic mattress. And trust me, I, I get excited still two years later to go to bed it's that nice a fucking bed um but i still wake up every morning and i go why am i in pain it fucking make it makes me angry mm. i'm just like oh sorry what's this my kids um pick lots of things up off the floor for me. oh exactly and that's what my i tell them i'm like can you pick that up <laughs> i'm bloody right they should them them pesky kids they should be picking everything up yeah, the bloody rats get them up <laughs> <laughs> Pick my kid, pick it up, your shit bag. It's, it's normally a mess, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, mate. 
Yeah, so it is, uh, I don't know, mate, it's, um, oh, wants to call in, invite. Oh, Lightbro wants to come in, mate. Oh, it's gone. Oh, maybe, maybe press the wrong button. It's disappeared. Here we go. Let's invite Lightbright in. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lightbright. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I hope you're well. Yeah, we're amazing. Just chewing the fat, having a little bit of a chat about mental health. Right. What you're saying about being angry. Um, <laughs> when I was in the wheelchair, like, I've not been home very long, but I decided I wanted to cook. And, I mean, I couldn't even go from one service to the other, like, stand at all. I had a board that I would put on the edge of my wheelchair on the edge of whatever surface I was going to, whether it be the bed or a chair or whatever, and I would have to slide across it to get to the, the other surface. Yeah. So, I was very limited, and I went in the kitchen to cook, and, like, it was the wheelchair wasn't high enough to reach, really, the counters very well, much less over the stove. And I got really frustrated about it. So <laughs> I threw the scrambled eggs I was trying to cook in the floor, the whole pan, everything. I threw it across the kitchen and I wheeled myself down the hallway to one of the bedrooms. And I backed my wheelchair up against the door so that nobody could come in because I knew it was going to be making a lot of noise. I took the, the foot pedal part off of the my wheelchair and yeah. I beat the crap out of that wheelchair <laughs> with the foot to it. Like I was so upset and angry and I was screaming. It was like a guttural kind of a scream, wow. like from my gut. I was so angry and upset. Like it really, things like that take a toll on your mental health. Yeah, they do. Yeah. We were talking like the, it's just, it's that loss of control in it. You know, it just, it's, it's, it's unexpected. You just get that explosion, like Billy losing half of his wall. <laughs> yeah, but the nurses got mad at me all the time because I, I want as much independence and do as much myself as I can. Well, you know what? My arms are working just fine, so I'm going to wheel myself. I don't want a nurse to push me. She's like, well, I have to touch the wheelchair. I was like, no, you're not going to. And I would wheel myself too fast for her, and she would get so upset. They called me wheels at the hospital because I was zooming <laughs> everywhere. Brilliant. I'll tell you what, they should be put in charge of the nickname brigade, I think, for uh, calling you that. Right. Where ideas from. Right. <laughs> I guess that's why they're they're not part of that, that crew. That's why they're no. not, you know, do that. And how are you but, managing? So you've been there seven years ago. So how are you managing mental health? Is it something that you're doing continuously? Something you've started yet, your journey-wise? Or, you know, um, where are you sitting? My mental health, really, um, I... One thing I can say about myself, and it's not, you know, tooting my own horn, um, and glad that I'm, I'm resilient and um, adaptable. So I really have allowed myself to go through all of those emotions and really process and digest what was going on mentally and emotionally um, and how it was affecting me. And like, you know, I just had to shift my mindset and I constantly do that, but I shifted my mindset. I'm not angry about it. Um, anymore or at all I'm not angry because you know those experiences um, the things that I learned 
like while I was in the regular hospital and while I was in the physical rehabilitation hospital, um, the things I learned, like there's, I wouldn't have learned them any other way. And I would absolutely change, change that no way, no how. I wouldn't trade it. Like I appreciate them. Um, it's frustrating sometimes when you can't do certain things or you hurt too much to do anything. But uh, otherwise, I think I'm managing it quite well. Good, good. I, I need a, I, I'll ask you a question, actually, a quick one from you, because we've got someone on. Um, do you think that men have got a still, still got a long way to go to talk? Because you've, you've basically hit the nail on the head with regards to how you're managing it. You feel quite resilient. You've, uh, you know, you, you, you change your course, you adjust your emotions, you deal with it. One of the things that we talk about on the gentleman's talk heavily is how men don't do that. Is that something you've ever experienced or something you agree with? Oh, or disagree with? I 100% agree with that. Um, in the car crash, um, my, my husband at the time, um, he was the one driving. He also broke his right femur and his left clavicle and it split his lip in half and he was knocked out. He was ejected. But so even though he wasn't injured as severely as I was, like he, they put him out of the hospital in like four days. Um, but he really did not cope well and still like those emotions and what it did to him mentally, like all of that stuff still lingers. He hasn't, I think it's because he doesn't want to feel vulnerable in that way. Like exactly. Yeah. That's go a... through it and process and digest it because he's a man and men, you know, are so different. Um, like, so he hasn't been able to really go through the whole spectrum of all of those things. So yeah, I feel like men struggle with it more than women. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's why I mean, me, me and Bill are here. We talk regularly about this and just it's one of the big things, common themes. You know, we've both um, we've both got experience in men that have um, that have taken their lives. Um, and it's just one of those things that men just don't seem to manage the emotion very well. Uh, we just kind of go really angry and then just kind of get to a pit of despair and go, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> you know, where do I go from here? Right. Yeah, and then I think it's kind of like, um, so you have all of the, the the emotions and everything from, you know, your um, your pain and everything going on there. But also then, because you need to experience those emotions and stuff, but men, um, I feel like maybe get upset with themselves for wanting to feel those emotions because they need to. It's like, oh, you can't be weak. You can't be vulnerable that men don't do that that's not what men do you're not a real man if you allow yourself to to be that vulnerable so then it's angry for another reason you know what a horrible stereotype to actually have and, and but you have hit the nail on the head there right, yeah. right? It's, it's that that fact that that blokes men just they feel that way and maybe society is still in that draconian um, thought process that you yeah, know yeah programming. men are programmed yeah. as young tiny boys you know well they they say that men are the they, and they say men are the only ones 
we men men are the only the only uh how's with these the only thing the thing person gender whatever is is not loved unconditionally whereas women children and pets they're all loved unconditionally whereas men it's just there's a you, you need to be able to you know provide you need to be able to show protection you need to be able to show security and not every man gets that right and that's normally because they've probably got an underlying issue that they don't know how to present their emotion right um in some ways i can not i can be like right in the middle with those things it's like you know men and women are different like uh, when it comes to parenting um men's roles like that's the way they're designed is um you know protect your children but also fun and discipline and women are um the nurturers and um you know nourishment like yeah. so we're wired different we're designed different but also everybody's different at that same time so some men maybe have more oh no matrixing you are a little bit matrixy there <laughs> some men may be more yeah I can uh, have you. more feminine traits that doesn't mean it makes them like close to gay it doesn't make them close to gay or anything because they um, are a little more feminine than other men. But those kind of men would really just match better with a more dominant or masculine woman. Not saying that she's yeah. like, um, for lack of a better word, like butch or anything. Um, it just she's more dominant, masculine, you know. So you just has to be paired up right, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's, in, like you say, you know, that's how they say opposites attract. So if you're a dominant male, you would, uh, ultimately, you should attract a, a non-dominant female, I suppose, if you were going to conform with the, you know, life. And it, I suppose every now and then we do get that wrong. You'll get a dominant male with a dominant female. And that's normally when you've got quite a, um, you know, a, a quite a fractious relationship, quite volatile it can be, I suppose. Oh, a lot of gym yeah. equipment purchased in the house. A lot of gym equipment purchased. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading online actually earlier this morning. Um, it was like what men need in women or want in women. And it was like the um, the a controlling man wants a, a puppet. Yep. And um, a dependent man wants um support and yep. you know just pairings like that and it's so true yeah i mean uh, my um, my partner she's um my wife's very very supporting she doesn't need to have any other role apart from a support role because i'm quite an independent person and I, I suppose you get that i mean what's your type of relationship bilster what are you are you the are you the are you the the protector the dominant one I like to um, think I am, mate. I like to think <laughs> I am, but it's. Uh, I think I'd be totally wrong. And there's a lot, of, a lot of times, mate, where I just, I, well, I suppose I just want to curl up next to her and, and you know, I want her to stroke me head yeah. and say everything's going to be all right. Yeah, but that again, that that's probably you wanting her to nurture a little bit, you know, and that's a. And that's probably what men want, isn't it? You know, if we're if we're quite high strung, quite stressed out, you want someone to nurture you and and moddy cold you a little bit, you know. Well, going back to the the right. thing we were just talking about briefly there about the whole, um, you know, blokes not opening up and women maybe opening up a little bit more and masculine women maybe not. But isn't it isn't it a shame that uh, certainly my my perception is 
the people that we should be opening up to and speaking to, i.e. our close friends and family and loved ones, are the last people that we actually do want to open up to because of that vulnerability. That's so true. Um, I, I know. I know that I. I know that I tend to talk to people easily. I mean, we spoke, didn't we, Bilster? We, I mean, I didn't even know you, and then you know we, we were sat in a room, uh, you know, chatting away for an hour about real deep, you know, mental health issues. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And it's yeah, kind man. of like you know, and look where that's taken us on. You know, three years later. And we're still talking about mental health issues, but that's because we've learned to trust each other, I suppose. We broke but, the ice there and then back in the day, yeah. didn't we? But then I didn't, I, but I never mentioned it to Kieran. I never mentioned my mental health to my dad. I never mentioned mental health to my brother. But with you, I was like, dude, yeah, I'm fucking struggling. You were like, yeah, I'm fucking struggling. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even I know that, each other. That's probably why it's, you know, a, a therapist or a psychologist is, uh, they are vital absolutely yeah. vital because um because you don't know them i suppose i've i've had uh, i've had great relationships in terms of not physical but mental relationships with my therapist because i genuinely feel i can open up and be honest and not be judged because it's someone i don't know mm. whereas it's really weird but like my doctor i've got a doctor he's an absolutely amazing doctor dr k um, and he's been he's been my savior since my car crashes, but I won't speak to him honestly because I'm scared that I'm gonna he's gonna have a different perception of me. So I just ah. don't, I just don't open up to him. So he says, "How are you, James?" I could have had a mental breakdown. In fact, when he asked me, "Are you okay, James?" Three days before, I'd had a practical mental breakdown, and he I, and, but I looked him in the eye and I went, "I'm good, Doctor K. I'm all right." <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and I walked away, and, and 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 even when I came home, I said to my missus, she goes, "Oh, did you talk to the doctor about your the the mark on your back, and you're not sure what that is?" I was like, "No." She goes, "Oh, did you talk to him about your breakdown, and you're not feeling 100?" percent I was like, "No." He said, "What did you talk about?" He said, um, "Oh, I'm just um, I'm just going to do a sleep test to see if I snore." <laughs> it's like <sighs> completely fuck all to do with mental health or the check of my cancer, but in actual fact, if it was cancerous or not, this little lump on my shoulder, I was like. Nothing to do with my mental health or the, the detail stuff, but it, it was like, oh, I think I'm snoring. <laughs> so do you want to get me a sleep snoring test? <laughs> so, oh, mate. And that's, and that's, the, meant, that, that's the wrong thing to do. I know, but that's what I did. And I did it consciously. And I even came away and went, why didn't I talk to my fucking doctor? And it's just that it's, it's because I don't want him to think that I'm not controlling myself. I don't want him to think I'm not in control. Mm. And he, go, he, he looks at me and goes, oh, you're winning then, James. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm winning. And I walk out and go... You're not winning at fuck all, mate. <laughs> no, no, I disagree, I disagree. mate. Yeah, absolutely I, yeah. disagree. And I even disagree. I know you disagree because you mentioned it on the potty before about about the fact that when he said that to you, you went, "Actually, yeah, I am. I am fucking winning, mate." I thought I was winning this battle. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose yeah. It's, I suppose it's just that you, you never know, do you? You just never know. And it's just I think it's just men. Men just don't want to, to just don't want to open up, do they? <laughs> It's light bright. Did, did you speak to a, a psychologist or a therapist or anything after your after your crash? And that has that helped you, or or did you just find that speaking to your friends um, and your family helped you? She's driving. Um, actually, no, no, I I didn't speak to a counselor or a therapist or anybody. Oh, I'm major. 
Okay, I think it's no, better. No, I didn't speak Clear to anybody, signal. not yep. a counselor or a therapist. Like, nobody. Um, I mean, I, I did go see a, like, a marriage counselor um, with my kid's dad. And uh, the report, I, you know, the feedback that she gave was actually really good when in you know concerning myself maybe not for him but concerning the issues like well you know you seems like you're healing and um, you're just through with this and you've already begun the healing process and for him he was in denial had not even thought about beginning a healing process um Oh, light, light bright, so I think she's going to be matrixy. Like we were together 20 years, and he's very much, you look, you've got the narcissist, any kind, grandiose, and doesn't matter. His his photo will be there, promise. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think it's um, I, I, it's it's weird, isn't it? How even just just even just listening to Lightbright there, you know, saying about how her therapist uh, has said that she's, you know, that she's she's you know, recovered and, um, you know, she's saying that she's sort of recovered and, you know, she's dealing with the process and then you know, but then they talk about you know the bloke and her husband or ex-husband and you know you're, he's not even he's not even started the healing process. Yeah, not good. Not, not good. good. Not good. I can't even say. Why really then, my man? Sad because love you too. Yeah. <laughs> so you just told us you loved us. You just told us you loved us, oh. like right. <laughs> I told my niece that I loved her. She was. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I just dropped her off at home. Um, she was getting out. I think we're losing light right here. Yeah, we've got a Terminator on the call. <laughs> About to morph into some different shape or something. But I think we better. We should probably knock it on the head there, mate. Yeah, we should do, mate. I think. Oh, Lightbright's just ended the call. I think so. Um... I think she's matrixing out, but um, we'll close down there. Actually, it's probably a real good point. We've been on for an hour and forty-five, mate. <laughs> wow! We um, picked up some really good stuff, though. Though we are you matrixing as well now, Billy? No, not me, mate. I'm I'm just listening to Lightbright's trying to trying to get in back into the call, but keeps cutting out. I know it keeps going out, mate. Doesn't it? <laughs> no. I mean that's nah. we got rap, mate. We got we got Terminator rap. <laughs> yeah, absolute Terminator rap. Right, dude. Well, listen, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shoot off now, mate. But it was great to catch up with you, and it was great yeah. to um, have some interaction there from uh, from Lightbright and, yeah, and that was for, amazing for the listeners and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think we need to we need to get back on, and as you keep saying, mate, more for twenty four. Let's aim to do mate. more of these poddies, mate, because I do enjoy them, and I know you enjoy them. I love them, um, mate. I mean, I've sat here for. I, I'll be honest. When we first came on, I was a bit like, "Oh, okay, you know, is this going to be okay? We're we gonna, you know, I don't know. It was, it's a bit of apprehension. We've spat, we sat here for an hour and forty six, mate, and had an absolute blast. You um, always get that apprehension, mate. You always yeah. do. Yeah, I know. I just, I absolutely love it, mate. And like I say. Um, 
when who came on? Oh, I don't know what. When who came on? I've lost light bright there. Light bright. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely love it, mate. And um, I'll tell you something, mate, we've absolutely got, we got a really good perception from Light right there. Just goes to show that even, you know, sounded like from America, maybe I'm being assumption, but, <laughs> but it was, I think it was. Uh, and just like you say, you know, men, even in, out there, similar saying, she's gone out, got her emotional rehabilitation, sorted herself out. Oh, from Texas. Oh, I fucking love Texas as well. <laughs> the Lone Star State. I'm trying to get to Louisville. So that's where I want to get. They do some line dancing in Louisville, and I'd love to go there. So um, they make yeah. good baseball bats there as well. Louisville slugger. Do. Yeah, there's some big, big old slugger. That's one of my. That's one of my things. Not next year, year after. I think I'll probably try and afford it. I, want, I do want to go to Texas, but um, anyway, we won't digress down that path. We've got a great perception, mate. Absolutely love doing this podcast. So we will start scheduling them in a bit more routine, mate. Um, at, oh, what's this? My friend from England just came to visit me last month. Oh, amazing. Send me an invite, Lightbright. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out for some Texas barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my shit kickers on and have a good time. <laughs> there you go. You just offended the whole of Texas there, mate. Well done. <laughs> I'm British, mate. That's all I do. <laughs> no, I really appreciate your time, Billy. Um, like you said, mate, absolutely amazing. Um, and you know, back on track with the um, with this, it'll be uh, we'll be golden. And just thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, and if you've got any mental health issues, please um, seek some medical advice. Look after yourself. Listen to the podcast. I've got plenty of tips on there. Jump into these lives, and um, you know, pass. I'll pass over to you, Billy. Say say some bits, mate. I think that I think you said something earlier that uh, that everyone should be listening for is that these little silly, stupid episodes that we have um, that you're not alone. People, these things happen, and it's part of normal life. You know, people get um, we get angry, we get a little bit upset. We, you know, we sometimes we don't know how to deal with our issues, but. As long as you know, as long as you can deal with them appropriately, and if they are consistent, then then like like Jimbo said, there go and seek medical help. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, mate. It's uh, it's interesting. There's still a stigma um, around men feeling vulnerable um, if they go and talk about this mental health stuff. Um, it's really interesting that we still have that, and, and I know I do. I've just given you a prime example that. For two years, I've been talking about mental health and getting out there and talking, and I've gone to my doctor and done completely the opposite. It's just, I, th I don't know, it's, it's almost like we're, we're wired that way to not show a vulnerability. Um, well, but, mate, but you did go to the doctor. Do you I know what I mean? Whether or not it was about the thing that you wanted to discuss about, you know what, maybe that'll happen next time. Yep. But you did make a step. Yeah, exactly, mate. And that's, a, that's the positive approach there. Um, absolutely programmed that way. Yeah, we probably are programmed that way. Um, and thank you, Lightbright, for your, um, for your participation. Absolutely loved it and really enjoyed getting your perception. Um, amazing. And Gem Girl and all the other people that have joined in, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Bilster, we are locking this in again soon because this has been fantastic. Amen, brother. All right, buddy. Well, you enjoy your evening, mate. Get your stogie on, mate. And um, I will chat to you through the week. Yeah, take care.